This episode is sponsored by Northwest Immigration Law. Northwest Immigration Law is a law firm in Fayetteville, Arkansas. The owner, Ellen Weintraut, has over 17 years of experience in immigration law. Her focus is on family reunification, naturalization, asylum, and humanitarian visas. You can call them at 479-551-8527. Thank you, Northwest Immigration Law Firm. Hey everyone, we're back with the District 3 Podcast, episode 170. Um, Elena might show up to this podcast a little bit late, so she might just walk in when we're already talking. But for the meantime, I'm doing this episode by myself. I'm joined by two women in the community that are organizing an event coming up this month. So we're talking about that. Um, I have Emily Lopez and Ariana Mata. Ariana Mata, um, Emily is the owner of Emily Buick's Creations and Ariana Mata is the owner of Envy Apparel. Thank you both for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And uh, I'll, I guess I'll start with you, Emily. Okay. Uh, where are you originally from, or were you born here in Arkansas? No, so I was actually born in Chicago. Okay. Um, I was there up until five years old, and then my parents didn't want me to really be raised over there because, you know, the situation's kind of bad. Yeah. My, you know, my cousins didn't really go well for them, so they wanted a better future for me. So we came down here to Arkansas. We had a couple of family members that were already here, so we kind of started off you know, just living here. I've been here for like since I was five. And then recently last year, or no, in 2020, I moved out to Missouri, but I came back. Um, I have a property out there and I got that rented out. So now mm. I'm back here. And I've had my business for, well, ever since COVID happened, that's kind of when, you know, my small business started. So when COVID happened, I was a stay-at-home mom. I'm a mom of two, and then mm -hmm. I'm expecting a third one. It's a girl. Thank you. Um, so basically, that's kind of how everything happened. I started from literally just buying a $200 Cricut, and I started doing stuff for my kids for, like, their birthdays just because I was a stay-at-home mom. I didn't have anything to do. And uh, I posted it on, like, Snapchat. Facebook, Instagram, and I had all my other friends that are moms. They were texting me like, hey, can you, like, do something for my kid? Like, mm. I'll pay you for it. And I was, like, not really, like, you know, wanting to sell because it's mainly for my kids. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah, I can do something for your kids. And then so that's kind of how it started. And then they started sharing my stuff. I was like, look what Emily created for me. Like, you guys should message her. Mm. And it kind of started like that, right? And so then after a while, it became into a business, and I started posting TikToks, and that's where it started. TikTok is what started it. So right now on TikTok, I have, like, about 60,000 followers. Oh, nice. So I post uh, tutorials, um, any inventory I have, I kind of teach people how to do things. And I think that's what drives a lot of people to follow me because they want to mm. do what I do. You know, they want to learn. And so basically from there, um, I had a couple of videos go viral. I got crazy amount of orders in 2021, which is what really oh, blew up good. my business, except I was only doing online orders at that time. Then I met a friend and she, this thing started locally in the community where it's like pop-up events and mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about it, right? So she really wanted me to be a part of it and come out to these events, but I was like, no, like I do online only, like I'm good with online only. She's like, no, just try it, just try it. One day I come out with her to one of her events and I liked it because I got to know a lot of people. I got to sell too, you know, so it was just like 
that atmosphere was so nice for me, like getting out of the house and not being home, working all the time and actually connecting with all these different people. Yeah. So I started doing these events and then, you know, as I did more, people started to get me like get to know me more here locally. Mm. And then um, I left to California. I went to go work for Vivint for like uh, all of last year. I stopped everything on my business and it just didn't feel right, you know, because I know my business has so much potential. Yeah. Um, so when I came back from Vivint, I just came back in like, I think October and she had reached out to me about one of her events. I think it was in December. Mm. She had an event in December. So I was like, yeah, like, let's let's do it. And then I started asking him like, hey, like, you know, since I came back, like so much so much has changed here, like mm -hmm. so much construction, new roads that I was like, I felt new, even though I was raised here my whole life, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, so what's happening? Like, is there any events going on? And then they're like, no, no one wants to do them anymore. And I'm like, why? Like, there's so many people asking me if, because I used to help co-host events. They're asking me like, hey, do you know any events coming up? And I was like, no, I don't. And it was just kind of one of those things that I was like, hmm, like, well, why aren't the events happening? Why yeah. isn't no one doing them? So then I decided, um, since she had already exper had experience doing them on her own at her business, I was like, why don't we get together and do, like, do a big event for all these vendors and try to do it uh, a continuous thing throughout this year. Mm. So we started planning everything, and, you know, now we're here <laughs> doing this. So this is going to be our first event, and we're pretty excited about it. What do you think is the reason why? Because I know that a lot, of, a lot of businesses started during COVID. Yeah. I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, mm -hmm. but can you go more in specific into details as to like where did the, I guess the, the light bulb turn on for you and be like, man, like I need to probably try to do something like extra or on the side or maybe some creative idea that you had. So basically. Before I did my business, before COVID happened, I was actually a couponer. And so mm. by by that, um, for like, ever since I think I left high school and I became a mom, I was like, well, my, my baby daddy doesn't want me to go work. So I was like, I felt guilty for not providing um, any type of like money. And mm. I felt like I kind of felt useless because I was like, I'm just mm. home taking care of the kids. Like, which is a lot. It, it's a lot. But for me, it was not <laughs> yeah. enough, you know? I feel you. I feel so you. I decided to go couponing and I became really good at this couponing thing, right? So I could, you know, I like still live off my stockpile that I like, I got free things from like the stores. And, you know, I had my family in that sense like uh, situated, right? Mm. So they didn't need anything as from like laundry detergent. Never, we never need toothpaste. We never had to go buy any of this expensive stuff because I'd either get it for free or super cheap, right? And so by doing that, it helped me feel better. But then COVID happened and then all these shortages were happening. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be couponing anymore because at the time, a lot of the people like the, from the community were blaming couponers that the reason they we were having shortages is because all these couponers are like, you know, getting all these free things and mm. keeping it for themselves. So long story short, I was like, I have two kids. I don't want to be exposing myself out in public like that anymore and then possibly bring something home. So mm. I was like, okay, well... I was like, I've always been creative since I was little. Like, any uh, anyone from my family can tell you I've always been creative. I've always been trying to do something. So I was all like, my kid's birthday was coming up, and honestly, I wanted them to have, like, a nice, like, first birthday party, you know? Mm -hmm. But I did not have the funds to go pay someone to do their, like, birthday banners or custom T-shirts, their yeah. cake topper, all that stuff. So I was like, well, I have this machine. Like, 
it's not hard, you know, it does the work for you. I just have to put a little bit of the work and purchase the materials. So I started off making my boys' first birthday party t-shirts. And then after that, I made their cake toppers, basically anything for their birthday. I posted a couple of pictures and I let everyone know that everything was like handcrafted by me. Mm. And so then from there, all my friends were like, hey, like, you know, I want that stuff too. And since I was like their friends, I was not going to charge them like, you know, mm-hmm what is expensive for like a stay-at-home mom I was like no yeah. like since this is his birthday just have it for free you know so that's kind of how that started but I've always had I had a cricket when I was like seven years old and, and for those that don't know what is a cricket because I don't know what it is <laughs> a cricket is like a machine it's like a it's basically called like a cutting machine um it's and now it's different but they're like obviously now they do a lot more things besides cutting they do like engraving you can do so much so much with it you know but basically how I started it was only cutting paper crafts and like you do it on a program on a computer so you like tell the computer what to do and the machine does it for you right Mm. so it's just a machine it's like now I mean you can probably get them on Facebook market for like about a hundred two hundred dollars around there and so that's kind of where I started off And so with that machine, I started doing, you know, just simple things that doesn't cost a lot of money. Like all you need is paper, vinyl, glue, like simple stuff. And then from there, it's like, you know, you can get so complex and you can get so unique with whatever you can create. Right. So that's how I kind of started off with that machine. And with that machine, um, I was able to buy more machines as I accumulated more money, like printers, thermal printers, all Mm -hmm. that extra stuff for like business. But now my business is nowhere near the Cricut stuff, actually. So I don't really work with Cricut anymore. My business now is an embroidery business. So basically, I only really do embroidery as of right now. So I have all these different types of embroidery machines that embroidery is like a embroidery machine is super like expensive compared to a Cricut. Um, It's not. Well, there is some embroidery machines that are like more high tech. Um. So the embroidery machine I have, like the best starter ones are like around $1,000. So if you take, like a lot of people would rather start with a Cricut because it's like $100, $200 compared to like dropping $1,000 on a machine, right? And then plus supplies and all that stuff. So now um, I took like a lot, a lot of changes throughout my businesses where I did this, I did this, I didn't really like this, or it got oversaturated for me. Like everyone started doing that, so I didn't want to do that anymore. No. So I tried just, you know, keep working my way around to see what's something that, you know, no one else is doing mm. um, or very few people are doing. And so I landed into embroidery. And then when I started doing embroidery, um, well, I'm that I know of, I think, I'm sure there's like a couple businesses here that do it that does embroidery, but I do a lot of like personalized and custom embroidery. So it's like okay. very unique embroidery um, that I can do. Um, and yeah, now the most expensive machine I have is a uh, right now it's it's a multi needle machine. It's like a six needle machine. Um, it's not the most expensive one on the market, of course, but it's the one, the most expensive one I own. Yeah. And so that one, I actually purchased it in Cali when I was out there and I brought it home with me. And so, yeah, I've just been doing embroidery from now. Um, and basically I started doing embroidery cause I wanted to buy my kids clothes. But if I'm being honest, 
they grow out of it so fast yeah. that I was not willing to, you know, buy them like a hundred dollar shoes just for them to wear for a couple months and then, <laughs> you know, that lose value like that. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to buy an embroidery machine. So because right now my kids are in a phase where they love Spider-Man, you know, so I make them all this Spider-Man apparel and th they're kids. They don't know brands, you know, yeah. like I'm not going to buy my kids something that's like Nike or Adidas so they can get like a stain on it. And then that shirt just be ruined, mm -hmm. you know. And so for me, it's like, you know, I'd rather go buy a shirt that's like five dollars and put a design on it. And even though if it involves more of my time, like. I have time because I'm a stay-at-home mom, you know? Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's so kind of how it works for me. Yeah. Ariana, where are you originally from? So I'm originally from Wyoming. Um, I basically was growing up. I grew up here. Uh, I was moved here when I was six months old, but mm. that was because my mom was in a lot of trouble. She mm. was only 16, got pregnant with me. Okay. My grandma wanted to move her from the area she was around. Mm -hmm. um, and so my grandma met my... Gr I guess he's my, not my real grandpa, but I call him my grandpa. Mm -hmm. She met him, and he lived here. And so that's how we ended up here, because they ended up moving with him. And okay. Yeah. And so you, but you, do you identify more with Wyoming than you do here? I do and I don't, just because my dad still lives in Wyoming, and I have a lot of family over there, but home to me is here. Okay. Wyoming seems like such a cool... I've always wanted to go there. It, it seems like such a cool, chill place. I'm not sure. Like, it's definitely chill. There's not much to do. Mm. Um, there's a lot of violence. And oh, really? There's like a lot of alcoholics. Oh. A lot of bad stuff. That's what I was like. We wanted to get away from there. But if you go to like um, Yellowstone, it's really cool up there. I went there for the first time two years ago, and there was buffaloes and everything that's the wyoming i was car. thinking about yeah i was, I was like <laughs> no yeah that's the that's, that's what i figured i was, I was like, not thinking about violence <laughs> yeah. uh that's what i was thinking about so then so then now you're here like what, what 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 gives you like the um i guess the bug to want to get involved with like entrepreneurship like what do you what do you how do you get there so my mom is a single mom and she has always raised me to be an independent woman and she actually works at the Walmart home office. Mm. And so my main goal, like growing up in school, was to do business. So I just recently graduated from the U of A mm. with my marketing degree. And my original f plan was to follow her footsteps, just go to the home office. Um, but it just, I see her and like, it doesn't seem fun to me. And I really want to do something I'm passionate about. Yeah. And ever since I was a little girl, even like folding laundry, I would talk to myself, act like I'm a retail worker. Like, oh, mm. do you want this? How do you want like... <laughs> Stuff like that. So, like, ever since then, I've always known that I've always wanted to own a store. Um, I've worked in retail my entire life. And I really wanted to bring something more fashion forward, more, like, city girl vibes, California style to the area. Just because I feel like we lack that here. We have a lot of, like, southern and western apparel. But we don't really have, like, city apparel. And I think as the NWA, NWA area grows, we really need that in here. Yeah. Um, and I also wanted to be diverse. I feel like our apparel is more like out there and people are too scared to take that risk. But you just got to take the risk. That's all about being an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Mm. Would you say that um, it would you say that most of your clothes is kind of it's kind of like that, like take a risk kind of? It kinda definitely vibe? is. Um, I get a lot of older ladies that are like, oh, everything's crop tops. <laughs> but that's my thing is, like, yeah. I'm going for the younger market. I'm going for, like, the Dixon crowd, the going out crowd, yeah. the last minute, like, I need a dress for a last minute, like, event. Like, 
come on over. We got you covered. Mm. And what is some of the feedback that you receive from, like, the young people? Oh, they love it. They love that it's something they don't have to order online. Because that was my main thing is, like, I'm more curvier. And ordering online, every company is different. Every size is different. Like, I want to try things on. And I hated that, well, one, you have to wait a couple weeks to get things in. Um, And, two, I wouldn't be able to try it on. And when I do, if I don't try it on half the time, I don't go that extra step to send it back if it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And so that was really why I wanted to or- open the brick and mortar store is to have a fitting room so that you could try it on here. You don't have to do the whole online process. And I've gotten a lot of good feedback like, oh, we can try it on. Um, we don't have to order online. If I need something last minute, you're here. Like, I don't have to wait for shipping time. So I've gotten a really good, like, good feedback. And they lo- everyone says they love the vibe that we give more mm. California style. It's a f- store that they think that they would see in California, not rather than here. Mm. It's it, one of the things that I talk about all the, all, with several people is that, I'm, and you can tell me if I'm wrong because I could be wrong because I'm a dude and I don't know and like I don't know. <laughs> I was like, no, you tell you know, me like, because <laughs> I've actually gotten a lot of requests for men's apparel. No, I, I was I wasn't gonna talk about like men's apparel. I was gonna talk about like how I feel like California. I would even say the Kardashians have inspired a lot of the style that I feel like Kardashians and Selena, mm-hmm. have inspired a lot of the style of Latinas today, it, ranging from clothes, hair, makeup. Um, how do you feel about that? No, I, th- I think that the Kardashians are honestly a big influence to this generation, like, when it comes to trends. Mm-hmm. And also, like, if you look at all of, like, the bigger influencers on, like, social media, they all live in California or, like, yeah. big areas like that. So I feel like they definitely start the trends there Mm. and bring them or like influence people online and bring them to the smaller states. Yeah. Where where is your store located at? It's in Tawny Town. So it's right behind Seven Brew in Tawny Town going towards um, Silent Springs. Oh, I think I I see. Did did you all have like a, obviously it makes sense, Envy? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is is it pink? It is pink. I was like, we're in the same plaza as Pineapple Bliss. Okay. I remember seeing, going, uh, drove, driving uh, down Sunset like three days ago and I was looking for a place to eat, and I was just looking around, yeah, okay. and I saw Pineapple Bliss, and I saw Envy on there, yeah. just connected in my head. We're a little hidden back there behind Seven Brew. You can see it, though. Yeah. You can like, see it from the road. And Tawny Town continues to grow, so that's mm-hmm. why I... It's a good and spot. And honestly, I was ta- I'm targeting more of the Hispanic community, mm-hmm. and I think that being in Springdale and Rogers would really help and help us with that, because... It's know, by the highway, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people can come, if they're, like, from Lowell or from Bentonville, they can take that highway and get pretty pretty. Uh, and even fast. with the college girls, I always tell them, like, yeah, we might be a little bit away, but just jump on the highway, and it's only, like, a 10, 15-minute drive. Mm. It's not too far. That's true. That's true. Do you think Do you think your clothes will get the attention of, like, the younger, like, white girls? Do you think... Do you, do you see any, any sort of, like, uh, like... They might start, maybe maybe they're barely starting to notice because I mean, I feel like that kind of clothes can, you know, like they're fans of it too. Yeah, you know, I think they just don't know about it yet because I actually had a couple girls come in the other day and they found me on TikTok mm-hmm. where they're like, is this brand new? And I was like, no, we've only been open for six months. And they're like, oh, we just saw you on TikTok. So I think that it's starting to get out there. But me personally, I honestly don't have that many friends mm. um, that are white. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't think it's gone to their community yet, but mm. once it does, I think that it will drive a lot of traffic. Yeah, I think I think TikTok can mm-hmm. do that. TikTok is where it's at. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Everyone that comes through my door, they're like, oh, I saw you on TikTok. Mm-hmm. 
And hopefully this podcast helps in some way too. You know, folks that you know that might not know about your store, whether it being you know brown, white, black, everything oh, in between. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be it'd be good for your business. Um, I wanted to ask you about the name. Why the name Envy? So we are going for more of like I said, the more bold. Mm. I guess apparel is like risky. Uh, um, I do say I will have I, I have two neon signs in my store. One says baddies only. And the other says, too glam to give a damn. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's more like, not like envy in a bad way, but like when you like when you think of envying somebody, it's like, oh, you're hating on them, or oh, you want to be like them. Yeah. So that's where I'm taking it from. It's like, oh, I want to be like you. I want to mm -hmm. wear what you have, or I want to be as bold as you. So, gotcha. Stuff like that. Gotcha. So not, I know everyone thinks of envy as a bad thing. No, I didn't I'm think about to, that. I'm taking it as the, way. the other way. Is like, what you're saying I want to makes be sense. like you, you know? It makes sense. And I think... Based on what I see, because I told you offer that your TikTok shows up on my on my feed, which I don't know why, because I'm not looking for dresses. <laughs> hey, well, if you know somebody that is, send them my way. <laughs> I forgot. I don't even know why. Thinking about it now, I'm like, why is why are I you? I do use a location as the University of Arkansas a lot. I use oh, the location okay. as Arkansas, NWA, Fayetteville, Springdale. I switch it up to try and do different areas of it to pop up. So that's probably why. Okay, yeah, I I, I do see it pop up. So I mean, obviously, what you're doing is working. If it's showing up on my newsfeed, that's full of like soccer and like <laughs> politics and stuff, you know. But um, we, uh, Emily, was talking about how you were already involved with some pop-ups before. Um, why do you feel being involved with those or organizing those yourself is important for the community? So I have realized, even with a brick and mortar, it is really hard for small businesses. Like I'm living life on an edge every month, mm -hmm. and. I want to help other small businesses that aren't able to have a store be able to sell their products or be able to show their products to their their customers in person. Um, I think it's beneficial for both of us. It drives me traffic into my store, but it also, like I said, gets their product out there. I have a lot of people walk through the doors and they're like, oh, I didn't even know you existed and it could, because they're online only. That happens with a lot of online only stores. Mm -hmm. um, so we're really, ju I'm just trying to help get them out there. I'm even well, it's in the works. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a spot in my store where it's like shop small and have like small brands in my store so that it can help sell their product too. Oh, that's cool. Um, I really, yeah, I'm, like I said, I just, everyone says it's really easy, mm. but I promise it's not. No matter how much you ha help you have, it is still very hard. Like before I opened my business, everyone told me, oh, it's hard. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's hard. Like I know it's going to take a little bit of time, but it can't be that hard. Mm -hmm. No, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Like. I'm six months in and I don't have any employees, not getting a paycheck. Like, I'm still doing this for myself. Mm -hmm. um, all the money I make, I get invested back into the business. And so, really, I'm just, like, if I know it's hard, I know it's hard for the others. And I really just want us to come together as a community mm -hmm. to help each other and build, e build each other. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. And I think having that mindset is, is, is good, not only just in general, but I feel like that positive energy is going to hit you back some way, whether it being success in your store or whether it being, you know, something else, who knows. But I feel like when you put that positive energy out there, it comes back to you. So yeah. please keep that mindset. Don't change Hopefully. that mindset. <laughs> it will. It will. I think you're doing a good job. Like I said, you know, your TikTok showing up on my news, on my uh, uh, feed on TikTok. And I think based on what I've seen on Instagram, um, I've seen that you are, are truly trying to, you know, get girls to wear your clothes and to take pictures in your store and stuff like that. And that does help out. Yeah. You know, because a lot of the times uh, everything's a lot of the times things are about perception, you know, of how people view it. 
they might not know that you're struggling right now because, you know, you're six months in and it's hard and all that. They're seeing, you know, the clothes, they're seeing the girls that are there and they're like, man, I want to go check it out. And I feel like eventually that's got to pay off, you know, yeah. like it's, I Just think you're doing keep pushing through. Definitely, definitely. So this event coming up, it's on February 12th. If y'all want to talk a little bit about it, whoever wants to. So this is our first event. Um, like I said, I've helped co-hosted events before, and she's actually hosted events from her store. So we decided to, that day she invited me that I came to her event, um, I think we kind of briefly spoke about it, right? Yeah. Like, uh, Well, she stayed like <laughs> three hours after our event was over. We were yeah. just talking. We were just, yeah, and it's funny because of, I've heard of her, right? Or I've heard of her business. Not really of her, but I heard of her business, but I didn't really know who she was. Like, I, I told her, like, I don't know anyone. Um, I don't know any of the business owners. I just know their businesses and the names of their businesses. Yeah. So a lot of times I refer, like, oh, so-and-so by the business name, right? Mm -hmm. So her, I'd refer to her as Envy, like, oh, the mm -hmm. girl from Envy. And, uh, Envy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so that night um, that I had came over, it was, I think it was my first event coming back home from California, so I was super excited. Because um, I was like, wow, I finally get to co come home and do something I love, you know, because I love to do what I love doing what I do. And so I came, I remember it like ended and we just stayed talking and talking and talking. So like we hit it off pretty well when I first met her. So it was like so interesting getting to know her, you know, and getting to actually know and hear from her how MB started. Right. Mm. So I explained to her like, you know that's like, you have some balls to set up a store like this, you know, because personally for me, I'm very, I'm very like, I do what's best for my, for my budget, right? Mm -hmm. So like me, I've thought about it a lot. A lot of people have told me, oh, like, why don't you join uh, this store and like have a spot? Because kind of like how she said, I have had people tell me like, you can set up your stuff in my store and we do like we either work out like a percentage stuff type thing or you can give us part commission or just pay monthly, which I've never actually done. Um, so I was just kind of like, no, like I'm fine like doing at home. It's been working for me like for so long and I've never had any problems or issues like that. And so I was like, I'll just do that. Um, but anyways, that night that we uh, hit it off, we were like just talking. I was like, why isn't anyone doing any events? Like I haven't heard of any events, like what's going on? And then it's just kind of like one of those things, you know, since I've been gone for so long, it's just nothing is the same as it was before. So, like, the people that were doing these events before were not even in business anymore, you know. Mm. And so I was like, that's crazy because she had so much potential to become better or have more, you know. So we just started talking that night, like, what can we do to make this happen, you know, because we want to make it happen. And it doesn't, I feel like it needs to be, uh like it just needs to happen more yeah. like especially this year cuz there's still these small business owners you know and i know these small businesses from home um or here locally are looking for this type of thing so yeah. they can bring more awareness about their business you know mm -hmm. and it definitely brought myself a lot of awareness to my business even though i only did online only now i opened it to like anyone here locally can you know, pick up from either my house or even at her store, we were able to work out something so I can drive more traffic to her store as mm -hmm. well. Um, I can have people drop off things, pick up their orders at her store. And so in a sense, like she said, it's not just beneficial to me, but it's also beneficial to everyone else. Yeah. So the event, February 12th, 
11 to 5 p.m. The address is 130 Uptown Lane in Springdale, which is, y'all said off of Emma Avenue? Yes, it's on the east side of Emma Street, um, closer to the rodeo grounds. Uh, if you're coming from, like, the Dante Tyson area um, to Emma, you'll make a, a right, right mm -hmm. next to the rodeo, mm -hmm. and you'll see the venue, like, on the left side. Okie dokie. And um, any, uh, do you all have any of the names of the other vendors that will be there? Oh, we have lots. Yeah, we have a lot, so you can tell them a little bit about I saw, it. I saw a chef that was going to be there. Uh, he actually canceled. He oh, canceled. really? He, canceled. <laughs> he literally just texted her and said he can't yeah, make it. Shout out, shout out, <laughs> Chef Eloy. Oh, yeah, yeah, so he actually just texted me, I think it was last night, saying that <clears throat> he wasn't actually going to be able to do gotcha. it. Gotcha. Um, but we will still be having a lot of um, other amazing food truck vendors. Uh, we really try to focus on bringing a lot of diversity to this event mm -hmm. um, because I've stated to her one of the things uh, on many of the events that I've helped hosted or been a part of, it's really only geared to the Hispanic community. Mm -hmm. And so I told her, you know, I would love to get the whites and the blacks involved mm -hmm. into an event too. It's hard because it's hard to, you know, they have their own thing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like us. It's like, you know, the music has always been very like, you know, Hispanic music. Yeah. It's very like, it's just every, all the vendors are literally Hispanic. I don't think there's ever been a time where, I've had an event where there's a black vendor, mm -hmm. white vendor, you know, and if there is, they feel very excluded. So I want to be that person or I'm hoping we can be the persons to like break that and just bring us all together so mm -hmm. we can host all these events. So we made, it, we made it really inclusive towards everybody. We even made a playlist that was diverse, very diverse. Um, we have some really well-known ones that I feel like we people should know is like, Unfavorite Design House will be there. Um, Diamond State Press will be there. And then we have uh, the Little Candle Shop mm -hmm. um, of NWA that's going to be there. For food vendors, we uh, also did the same thing. So the food trucks are going to be outside, of course, and then our vendors are going to be inside. So we have two kitchens inside. Um, one of the kitchens is going to be... Uh, nutrition Blast. Nutrition Blast. And mm -hmm. so they do more of the nutrition things like... Um, bowls, shakes, energy drinks, more of the healthy stuff, right? Okay. Then we have the other kitchen that's going to be La Loteria, snacks of NWA. So it's more Hispanic, right? So like gotcha. they're going to have birria, elotes. They're going to have all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we have our food trucks outside. So for our food trucks, we have um, Katie K's. So they're very well known here in Fayetteville. I don't I think know they're if on Dixon. heard of them before. Mm -mm. No? So they do soul food. So okay. the guy is actually a black owner, and when I first met him, I had actually gone to a black event, the Expo, and okay. I fell in love with this food. So it, it we have a really cool story behind that, and mm. so I was like, oh, my gosh. Every time I try to go look for him on uh, on Razorback, never there. He was, like, <laughs> on, closed or not yeah. open, and I was just kind of like, why can't I get a hold of his food, you know? So then I left to California. I came back, and I was like, okay, we You're need to have food You're still thinking about trucks. the food? I'm still thinking back. about the food, yeah. <laughs> Is that good? I'll right. have to get some this Sunday. <laughs> yeah, and so I told him, like, okay, well, whatever we do, I have to have Katie K's soul yeah. food, you know? So I reached out to him. Super chill. He's like, yeah, like, I'd love to be a part of the event. So I was like, awesome. We got that. Okay, mm. so what's next? 
And then... How do you pronounce it? I think it's like Saigon? Saigon. Boba? It's, yeah, Saigon Boba. It's a... Asian food. Vietnamese, or Vietnamese. Vietnamese okay. food. So also, y'all took that diversity seriously. Though. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was supposed to represent the Hispanic community, but... That's good. We still have La Loteria uh, snacks, even inside. though they're going to be inside. But we, who else is, oh, the Sweet Scoops. We have, oh, Sweet Scoops, yeah. Yeah, so we have Sweet Scoops. I think they're located here in Fayetteville. They have a storefront, too. Yeah, it's on Dixon. Um, okay, they okay. do, uh, what was it, like ice cream? It's like hot chocolate. They have, like, the homemade waffle cone. Oh, and, like, it's, it's they have the sweets sweet, covered. Oh. Sweet hurricane. In <laughs> yeah. Then you told me there was going to be some video games there, too, right? Yeah, yes. and the video game. We have the entertainment truck. So it's NWA Rolling Video Games. Um, they have four TVs inside. They have two TVs outside. The driver's seat is a video game. And then I think there might be two on the other side of the trailer, too. But it's basically they just have multiple consoles, and they can connect. You can play with each other, play mm. solo games. But To keep your little kids busy when yeah. you're shopping. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Will say, I do know she is <laughs> going to do some sort of raffle at the event. I, haven't, I don't know the exact te- details, but you'll have to get into that if you come by. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, that is February 12th, once again, 11 to 5 p.m., uh, 130 up, Uptown Upton Lane mm-hmm. in Springdale. And um, and I, we, t- we didn't talk about this on the air, but we can talk about it a little bit. Uh, Elevate 479, that, yes. that's kind of like a joint organization that y'all are both uh, the main people and yeah. part of it. We're the things host behind event. Elevate 479. So... We literally, when we came up, I told her, um, I mean, obviously this pop-up uh, market that we have going on, uh, it says hosted by Emily Buick's Creations and MV Apparel, but I told her I don't really want our businesses to be the faces of hosting all these events because I did tell her I want to do this throughout the year. So we decided to come up with something, and I was like, okay, well, my business is with an E, yours is with an E, so this brand or organization (laughs) has to be with an E. Makes sense. So we were doing... Brainstorming. Brainstorming, throwing all the E words out there. No, yeah. (laughs) Entrepreneurship words. (laughs) And so we came up with Elevate. I was like, I don't know anything here locally that's known with the word Elevate. Mm -hmm. Maybe like a church, probably. That's about it. It would go perfect, because if you think like Elevate... Well, me personally, the way I took it, I was like, I thought of it like... You're elevating. You're growing to the next level, mm-hmm. right? So then I was like, okay, we're in Arkansas. A tree grows. I was like, that's perfect. So our little mm. logo is literally like elevate, and the T is like a tree growing. Okay. Are y'all on social media under that uh, yeah, organization already? Elevate mm-hmm. underscore 479 on Insta. Yeah. Okay. And then we have Facebook, too. Um, and so even on Facebook, under the Elevate 479 page, we actually have an event uh like and a Facebook event created, so people yeah. okay. can like RSVP and, and get all the event details there. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. And where can where can people locate your business? Uh, not physically, but we we know for physically, right? But on social media, how can people find y'all? So mine, it's literally Emily with two Y's, B E A U X Buix Creations, and that's literally it's the same for TikTok, uh, Etsy, Instagram, Facebook. It's the same for everything. Okay. I was like, yeah, same for me is across all social media platforms. I'm Shop Envy Apparel, and it's okay. E-N-V-Y. I don't know why everyone spells it like E-N-B instead of a V. Mm. Really? Mm-hmm. And even if you don't go look for, for Envy, it'll probably pop up on your TikTok. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you all for being here. Uh, and for everybody that's listening, go support. It's, it's not this weekend, is it? 
It's actually this weekend. It is this weekend? Yeah. Okay. Well, this podcast Sunday. episode will put, be posted a few days before the weekend. So um, people should be able to listen and, and go support. And uh, um, is it, uh, y'all, I'm guessing Square. People can pay with Square with their credit card, debit cards, um, or should they take cash too? Typically, vendors will do cash, the cash app, or Venmo. Mm -hmm. um, there are specific vendors like me personally. Um, for Envy, we accept all credit cards, debit yeah. cards, cash. Check. Uh, I don't know about checks. <laughs> no, 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 checks either, no crypto. No crypto. Yeah, no crypto. <laughs> Definitely not with the market. Yeah. It's going to crash. But nope. if you guys have like your cards, cash, Venmo, cash app, even sell, Apple Pay, anything really, all the vendors there will accept it. Sounds good. Well, Emily, Ariana, thank you both for joining me today. I appreciate you making the time no, to be you. here. And uh, and I hope your event goes successfully. Um, I'll try to stop by, and I'll try to get people to stop by, too. I'll be sharing the flyer on our social medias, too, um, just so people can be reminded of it. But I think, you know, people are going to listen to this episode and are going to see, you know, like how much you all want to, you know, give back and help people and just make businesses more successful even outside of your business. So I think people will, will show up to support, and I'm looking forward to the other events that y'all do afterwards. Yeah, yeah, um, thank you for having us. So today. thank you all for your time. Uh, that was the end of episode 170 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Irvin, signing off.